As local, state, and federal agencies start to release frameworks and guidance for reopening the economy, employers across the country, some whose businesses have been shuttered for months, are thinking what that means for them. Today, we'll talk through some key factors to consider as you plan to reopen and safely bring employees back into the workplace. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. I'm Jim Duffy, and I'm a vice president here at ADP. As business owners and managers of people, we appreciate all you're doing to help keep your employees, your customers, and your families safe. We know it hasn't been easy, and we're here right with you. Joining me today is Merrill Gutterman. Merrill works as counsel for ADP. Merrill, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. I imagine reopening will look very different from one business to the next. Where can employers go to find official guidance? I think that's right, Jim. Timelines for reopening are varying from state to state and from business to business. So as far as official guidance, I would recommend that employers check their state and their local government websites for the most up-to-date information, and also monitor OSHA's guidance for preparing workplaces for COVID-19. And then also the CDC has just issued new decision trees for different sectors, so employers should check those out as well. There's information on opening workplaces, schools, and restaurants and bars, just to name a few. So get up to speed with that guidance also. And you can find links to these websites by visiting www.adp.com slash back to business. So Merrill, even where employers are permitted to allow employees back into the workplace, is it safe to do so? I think that's another answer that's varying from business to business. Employers are going to have to independently assess whether it's safe to allow employees back into their workplace and whether they can implement the necessary protocols to keep their employees safe, things like social distancing, for example. And then there are some jurisdictions that are requiring employers to submit a return-to-work plan to demonstrate that they've implemented all the appropriate protocols to allow for a safe reentry. Beyond social distancing, how else can employers help ensure a safe reentry? Well, employers may want to have their employees return to work voluntarily at first, or at least have their employees return to work in waves, starting with the most critical workers first. Employers can also consider staggering their work schedules to allow for social distancing and a slower reentry to the workplace. I think then if you're going to restagger shifts, you're going to want to think about whether that's going to impact schedules which could lead to a reduction of hours, and that could implicate salary changes as well. So, Meryl, what about screening employees before allowing them back into the workplace? Is that allowed? Yeah, it's important to think about protocols for safely having your employees return to work, and that's going to include screening for most workplaces for sure. So if you're planning on implementing screening practices, such as temperature checks, there's a lot of factors you need to consider including making sure that your screenings are complying with all the regulations and guidance that's out there. Um, Among other things, make sure that you're complying with all privacy laws. Make sure that you're treating any results of screenings as confidential medical records. Um, Make sure that you're implementing your screenings consistently and non-discriminatory testing protocols are important to make sure that those are in play and make sure that you're ensuring the safety of your workers as well. And before you implement any screening protocol, make sure you're reviewing CDC and EEOC guidance and that your consulting legal counsel is needed. Excellent. So earlier, uh, Meryl, you mentioned social distancing. 
What are some of the ways employers can help employees maintain a safe distance of six feet? Well, for starters, you can allow telework where possible, and that can help decrease the number of employees in your physical workplace, so you can offer more space to keep six feet apart. Flexible hours are a good thing to try also, and staggering your start times and your shifts can help with this as well. You can also put up partitions between employee workspaces or even move workstations around if you can. Modify your access points and block off access to gathering places such as break rooms and conference rooms. All that can help with social distancing. So what else can employers do to reduce the risk of exposure? I think it's important to train your employees on safety and hygiene protocols and remind them to wash their hands often, avoid touching their eyes, their nose, and their mouth, and also importantly to stay home when they're not feeling well. Also, I think it's important to clean and disinfect your workplace frequently and put limitations on business travel that makes sense during this time. Should employers require employees to wear masks? Well, a number of state and local jurisdictions have rules now that require individuals to wear face coverings in public and also in certain businesses, and it does seem like personal face coverings are going to be required in a lot of situations for a long time. I think also depending on the job and the circumstances, employers may be required to provide masks or other protective equipment in order to comply with federal and state occupational safety and health regulations. So employers need to be reviewing the applicable laws that apply to their business and implementing whatever they can to make sure they have the proper precautions in place to help protect their employees. So what if an employee believes they have COVID or has been in contact with someone who has it? Can employers require employees to notify them? Yes, employers can ask employees to notify them if the employee has COVID or has been in contact with someone who has COVID-19. And I would recommend employers spell out any notification rules or guidelines in a written policy and also make sure to continue monitor federal and state guidance if there are any changes in notification protocols. Are there any protocols or best practices employers should consider for symptomatic employees? Well, if an employee is symptomatic, you've got to make sure to send them home immediately and direct that they speak with a healthcare provider. And then also, when you're advising other employees of their possible exposure to COVID-19 in your workplace, you want to be careful that you're protecting the affected employee's privacy and not revealing specifically who has the illness. And also, as a precautionary measure, you may want to ask all of your employees who work closely with that employee to self-quarantine for 14 days to better ensure that the infection doesn't spread. And also, have a cleaning company come and complete a deep cleaning of your workplace as well. Got it. What happens if an employee is uncomfortable returning to the workplace and refuses? They just don't come back? What happens? Well, first, I think it's important to talk to the employee and find out why they're uncomfortable see if there are steps that you could or should be taking to address the employee's concern about returning, and start off by communicating what your company is doing to manage employee safety. And then also keep in mind that employees who refuse to return to work, they may be entitled to stay home pursuant to a state or a local order, or they may be entitled to take leave, or they may have some protection under another law from any adverse action by the employer. Um, I'm thinking, for example, under OSHA or the NLRA, an employee might refuse to return to work because of a dangerous working condition, or the employee may be hesitant because they have an underlying condition and a legitimate health concern that may make them uncomfortable about returning to work. 
So what should an employer do if an employee expresses concern because of a medical condition? Are employers obligated to make workplace adjustments for these employees? Well, under the ADA and similar state laws, employers have to provide a reasonable accommodation to individuals with disabilities so that those employees can perform the essential functions of their job. And reasonable accommodations are required unless doing so would impose an undue hardship on the employer. So if an employee who is at a high risk for complications from COVID because of an underlying disability, whether it's a physical or a mental disability, they may request a reasonable accommodation to reduce their chances of infection. And in such cases, employers have to engage in an interactive dialogue with the employee and see if there's an effective accommodation that's available and maybe have telework or perhaps paid or unpaid leave put in place if the job isn't conducive to telework. What about employees who may be considered high risk of developing complications as a result of COVID? Can employers exclude these employees from the workplace? Well, in recent guidance, the EEOC has stated that the ADA doesn't allow the employer to exclude that employee or to take any other adverse action just because the employee has a disability that the CDC identifies as potentially placing the employee at a higher risk for severe illness if they get COVID. Instead, the employer needs to consider whether there is a reasonable accommodation that would eliminate or reduce the risk so that it would be safe for the employee to return to the workplace. Here's an interesting question I'm hearing more and more about. What if an employee is reluctant to return to work, not for safety reasons, but because they're receiving more in unemployment benefits than they can earn in their job? Yeah, I'm hearing more and more about that situation also. It's a legitimate concern. But for unemployed workers to continue receiving benefits, they need to attest each week that they haven't refused an offer of work, and in some states, the employee's refusal to return to work could result in the denial of continued unemployment. But also keep in mind, employees may still be eligible for unemployment benefits if they refuse an offer for a good cause. So, for example, if the employer substantially changes the job, the hours, or the pay, then those reasons could be considered good cause, and that would allow the employee to continue to collect unemployment. But regardless, if you're asking an employee to return to work, you should carefully document your offer, and you should also carefully document that the employee rejected your offer. And this is especially important for employers who are seeking loan forgiveness under the Paycheck Protection Program. All right. Like me and you, many working parents are home with their children. What happens if an employee is unable to work because their child's school is still closed? Well, in that case, the employee would be entitled to leave under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which would give employees the right to take time off for various situations under COVID, and that includes to care for a child. And then states also may have similar laws as well that may allow the employee to take time off. So employers should review their policies and their procedures to ensure that they're complying with all of the various leave rules that might apply to their business. Very helpful, Meryl. Do you have any additional advice for our listeners? I think each workplace is different, so just make sure that you're developing a plan for returning to work that's tailored to your circumstances and your jurisdiction and applies to your business. And it's important to just keep on top of all the various guidelines and remember that those guidelines are evolving, and so you need to continue to monitor all the changes. 
Merrill, thank you so much. Once again, you've shared lots of timely and valuable information with us today. You know, to recap, you talked about ways to safely reintroduce employees back to the workplace. You reminded us to keep employee protections and laws in mind. And also, you showed us how to prepare for and address potential employee concerns. All very helpful and useful information. So I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. And for additional information, FAQs, federal and state agency plans and guidance, and also a very useful checklist of things to keep in mind as you reopen your business, visit www.adp.com forward slash back to business. Thanks again for joining us. Be well.